0: Hello there, and greetings to you! Welcome to Duel of the Takes, the movie and pop culture podcast that pins the wildest, most unpopular opinions head-to-head. This week's topic of debate is a ranking-style challenge to determine which Marvel Cinematic Universe movie is the best. My name's Nathaniel Martin, and I am joined by my regular co-hosts, Joshua Kubis, Alden Mason, and Jory Boston. Today we are joined by a special guest. The drummer of Banana Boys, a recent grad from Ball State University, and the showrunner of this year's season of BSU Tonight. A straight up legend, Nicholas Rohrman. Be sure to listen to the Banana Boys' new EP, Technicolor Dream Girl from Outer Space, on Spotify,
1: YouTube, or Apple Music today.
0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back. Uh, Thank you for watching last week's episode, the Spielberg video. It's doing great. Today, we're talking about something you all probably care about a whole lot more. We're talking Marvel. We certainly care about it a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's our favorite. My favorite
1: cinematic universe.
0: So we've got the usual panel here, as you can hear, but we're also joined by a good friend of the community. A lot of the viewers know him already, but here he is, Nicholas
2: hey how are you guys doing so nicholas do you want to tell us a little bit about your avatar here
3: this is the logo for my band actually the banana Boys. the
0: ep's coming out tomorrow right
3: yeah yeah tomorrow as of this recording
0: yeah so that means it's been out for six days people and the link is in the description so if you haven't fucking heard it yet what are you doing
3: yeah go check it out guys i'm honestly really disappointed so
1: I haven't listened to it yet, but I, I'm just going to say it's very good, and you all should listen to it on your streaming platforms.
0: So when we hit a lull in the debate, we'll we'll interview you more in depth then, but uh, I do have a question for you off the bat uh, about Banana Boys. One, why that name?
3: There's actually a, there was like a meme that went popular for a bit a, that had this little jingle about two bananas, <coughs> like, spinning, oh, my dog's <coughs> barking, that's great hey you're not being interviewed buster it's me Listen, banana spun really fast and then turned into this like little stupid logo of a banana boy and when we tried to come up with a band name that was the only thing we could think of so we just ripped it off of that video
1: nick's dog is gonna sue him for the rights to banana boys
2: nick that's cool and all but uh what's your dog's name buster just like from Toy Story 2, that movie that we hate.
3: But I was not happy with your Toy Story 2 placement in my... <laughs> uh, Nick, I tried.
0: I was I was fighting an uphill battle, man. I gave it my all.
4: Somebody has
2: to be the villain in every
4: video. A small price to pay for salvation.
0: <laughs> Today's order, we're going to uh, start with Josh at number 23. Then we're going to be moving to Nick for number 22, myself for 21. Alden's going to be number 20, and Jory's taking up the rear at number 19. Everyone has a veto. You can also veto a veto if you feel the person who vetoed made a terrible mistake and you only get one and you have to use it before the top ten.
3: Also, is there, is there a moment where we all ceremoniously crack open our cold ones together or is that we just do it randomly?
0: <laughs> yeah, well, look at Nick. You're already bringing up better ideas for our show than the rest of us.
1: <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, I'll cheers to that. There it is. Ooh, that was, that was, that was a nice
3: crisp That sound. was real nice. ASMR podcast. Hey, uh,
1: Josh, you're up with uh, number 23. It's Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel has to go here. I think it's without a doubt the worst MCU movie to ever come out. Overall, this is a franchise of a superhero, of superheroes, aliens, all that fun stuff, right? That's the problem with this movie. It's not fun. It's very
3: boring. And that's why it's number 23 for me.
5: She's a woman.
3: Uh, Or the last Spielberg episode, Josh, again, is putting the minorities at the bottom don't don't worry black panthers black panthers higher on my list
0: (laughs) so josh tell me why uh black panther's number 22 (laughs) (laughs) for the meme i'd use a veto here because i don't think captain marvel is the worst no way but at the same time I'm, i'm not gonna die on the hill of captain marvel being a good movie it's it's not i like captain marvel ironically I think it's a good movie to, like, riff with your friends.
3: Yeah, is it in my bottom five? Yes. Is it the worst? No, but I'm not going to waste a veto.
2: Alden, do you have anything to say? It's in my bottom five as well. Like, I'm in the same boat. Here it was, just an average everyday college afternoon. I finally get to go home, lay in my bed, nobody around, not hanging out with anybody. It's a nice night, and I was planning on just going to sleep that night and getting, like, maybe, like, a full day of sleep, just doing something a little wacky. And then my friends, my good friends, Nathaniel Martin, Josh Kubis, and Alden Mason, in the group chat, are talking about, "Oh, let's go see Captain Marvel." And I say, "I don't want to see that film. I have no interest." Josh tells me, "Jory, it might be a rock and brews night because Josh knows that rock and brews is my favorite restaurant. That I always get the demon chicken, and I always pray to Gene Simmons every night, (laughs) praying that I can get some demon chicken." (laughs) And because that sounds like a good time out with friends, going to go out and eat, and then uh Nathaniel or Martin and Josh Kubis pull up in their car and I get in and they're like oh by the way we're not going to rock and Brews we're going to Arugas and I was like okay <laughs> I don't like Arugas that much but I guess I'll hang out with my friends <laughs> they also lay on me by the way <laughs> we're going to see Captain Marvel And there's not enough time to take you home.
0: (laughs) But I did enjoy watching it with you, Jory. And that's part of the reason why it's not my bottom movie. I had a lot of fun watching it.
2: I also
1: enjoyed it watching with you.
2: Yeah. I had a very good night. I didn't want to see it at all. But seeing it with Josh and Nate made it a lot better. Even if Alden was pissy at us.
3: Let's get to Nick with number 22. But I'm going to have to put Thor The Dark World at number 22. Yeah. I agree. It is my number 23. Like, it's
5: it's my number 22
2: it's my
3: number 23 as well
2: thor the dark world i i guess i have that highest out of anybody because i have thor dark world at 19
3: whoa wait a minute this is certainly the most forgettable marvel movie that's the problem and it it really should have done something though because it introduced the whatever the reality stone yeah the red one the ninth doctor is the villain there's a lot to dissect in that wait christopher eccleston's in that
1: movie he plays albino george washington
3: Christopher Eccleston is Malachith.
1: I watched Thor The Dark World about three hours ago, and I can't tell you guys what exactly, like, went on in that film. Is it the drinking or the movie itself? No, I was sober. I just, it was really hard to sit through, and I found myself just distracting myself a
3: lot.
2: Out of all the movies, Josh is going to watch sober.
3: Well, e- even if he was drunk, the movie would have sobered him up. That's how...
4: That's,
3: it's, like a, it's like a bag of pretzels. It's just going to soak everything up. Thor the dark world is a bag of unsalted pretzels. My number
0: 21, and I guess this is probably going to be spicy, is <clears throat> Age of
1: Ultron. I actually had it at number 22 on my list,
2: but I do have it at 21 also.
3: You guys have more experience with this veto thing. This is hard for me.
1: Here's what I'll say to you, Nick. Knowing this panel, Age of Ultron will probably be brought up again soon, so it may not be worth a veto.
3: That's kind of what I'm thinking. Like Age of Ultron is is at 18 for me, so it's still low, but I I just like 21 seems crazy
5: age of ultron is my 20th but incredible hulk is at the bottom of my list and we're going a little far
3: yeah
1: it's crazy we haven't talked about incredible hulk yet
5: incredible hulk's uh, a little bit higher
0: on my list how but i don't want to veto just for the hulk like i don't want to put a veto towards incredible hulk you know the what I reason mean? age of ultron needs to go here is it was the first marvel movie to be a massive disappointment I believe critically, as well as like, just in, in like the general public opinion of Marvel, at least between me and my friends at the time, plummeted after Age of Ultron. It falls apart. It literally takes this beautiful delivery of what the MCU was. You had Avengers and that was like, holy crap, all these characters are connected and now we, we that's established. It's time to elevate that. And they don't really add anyone new to the ensemble until that movie. And it's fucking Quicksilver who dies in the first two hours of him being established as a character and Scarlet Witch who still has no character after like 10 years.
2: Nate, you want to talk about no character? Speaking of characters that were introduced in this movie, Vision. That's
0: actually one of the highlights of the movie to me, is the Vision, like, resurrection, being birthed scene. That, that's the pinnacle
1: of the movie. Yeah. Age of Ultron is actually number 15 on my list, but I just don't think it's worth a
3: veto. Almost every Marvel movie has something redeeming about it, and we can discuss that every day.
2: But, like, I, I just don't,
3: I, I'm not going to veto it.
2: Yeah, there are spicier takes down the line.
0: Well, I'm surprised we're letting that slide, but at number 20, it is now your turn, Alden.
5: Okay, Incredible Hulk. Cool. Oh, thank you. <laughs> this movie sucks.
0: Uh, I have Incredible Hulk at my number 17. How? I don't think that it sucks. I just think it's perfectly mediocre. I mean, there's really not a single thing in the movie I love, but there's not a single thing in the movie I hate. I thought Edward Norton was perfect to play uh bruce banner i really wish they kept him around instead of going to fucking mark ruffalo but i get it he's terrible to work with has a bad attitude and probably would have cost the studio a whole lot more money
2: damn nate that's two for two uh i also have incredible hulk at my 17 whoa and the reason for that is because i have not seen it
3: (laughs) (laughs) i would rather have a movie that has some really fun moments and some really bad moments versus a movie that's just nothing that's why I had Ultron above Hulk because there were at least some parts of Ultron that I really liked. Speaking yeah, of scaring,
2: something that uh, a few of us just learned like a couple hours before recording, apparently I think the incredible Hulk is no longer canon to the MCU.
0: It's very similar to the Amazing Spider-Man thing where the rights for the 2003 Ang Lee Hulk were still reserved to some capacity. So because it was like 5 years later they had to just name it the Incredible Hulk. And then now that those rights have expired for copyright reasons, it has nothing to do with like the rights to the intellectual property because he's a Marvel character. But now Marvel is able to make more Hulk movies if they wanted, and they were locked into the Incredible Hulk. And just recently, I believe
3: it was confirmed that the Incredible Hulk may or may not be canon anymore. Well, we already got a better Hulk
2: movie with Thor Ragnarok, so I'm fine with this being a 20. Yeah, we already got a better Hulk movie with Ang Lee's Hulk.
5: I mean, Mark Ruffalo saves a lot of money because he can just do that. Number 19, Jory, what's your number 19?
2: My lowest movie that has yet to be discussed is actually my 22, and I can't believe that Josh hasn't spoken about it yet. It is Spider-Man Far From Home. Thank God it's not
3: me. I'm vetoing. Yeah. Good call. I got to veto that. I mean, there's a lot of discussion with Spider-Man that you guys have already had. And I guarantee probably none of you have Far From Home as high as I do. But I'm not letting that be in the bottom
2: five.
0: All right, what movie are you (laughs) nominating in its place?
2: I'm going to put Thor down there. Yeah, that's my 19. Thor is my 16. Thor is my number 20. So I wouldn't be too upset about either of them going here. It's just I don't find Thor as offensive as I find Far From Home. I completely agree with the video essay that Josh wrote about how Far From Home feels like an insult to everything that the character is. It barely feels like it's Peter Parker. I think that there's a lot to like about Thor 1, and I think Spider-Man Far From Home completely misses the mark with that character.
3: Far From Home is my number seven. I had so much fun with Far From Home, and Thor, it, Thor could have been... A cold open before the credits of Avengers. Like, they could have narrowed it down to that. That's how much information I got from that movie. I'd be fine if we pushed Far From Home into 18, just so it's not in the bottom five. But I just, I can't, like, I don't know. Thor is so much worse than Far From Home, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, so I actually have these movies right next to each other on my list. And my reasoning for why Thor was better was simply because I thought Asgard was interesting. And I honestly thought the movie was like somewhat well shot. My biggest problem with the earliest MCU movies is they're all lit like television dramas. The only reason I have Far From Home lower is one, because of Josh's incredibly well put together video essay that was in our Spider-Man video. And two, it's the only MCU movie that I've like had no interest at all in seeing and I only watched because it was like on TV at someone's house that I was at. That being said, my vote is going to be for, for Thor to go here. But it's not because I like Far From Home. So
3: that's all I got. I, I, I'm I'm the guest throw me a bone
2: (laughs) just for that far from home staying here i'm voting for thor to go here
0: That, that is the bone the bone is i'm voting for thor to go here
2: i do this is gonna sound like a joke but i do agree with nate that asgard is more interesting than europe
0: oh yeah i sure hope so wait can you say fuck the eu for our british fans real quick
2: hey fuck the eu thank you I feel like we get a lot of information about Thor as a character that we just don't get about Spider-Man and Far From Home, which is really interesting because I feel like the first thing that they should have done post-Endgame, because this is the first uh, movie after Endgame, and post-Tony Stark's death with Spider-Man, is have him come into his own more as a character, like he was supposed to do in Homecoming, like we thought he did in Homecoming, but then... Apparently, Infinity War and Endgame disagreed.
1: I like that Thor is kind of like a backwards origin story, where the movie starts out where it looks like he's Thor, the God of Thunder, and then he's stripped away of everything. I think it's a cool way to see the uh, the flaws of the character, where he has to go through this like hero's journey. And I know the character of Thor goes through like seventeen hero ju- hero journeys in this universe.
0: Um, Alden, you're the tiebreaker here because Nick and I are voting for Thor being here and Jory and Josh are for uh far from home going here. What's your take?
5: I mean I said Thor should go here.
0: Yeah, okay. So it looks like that's a three to two, and I guess Thor is resting at number nineteen.
3: I think it's a four to two. Alden's dog seemed to agree as well. I heard some
2: more uh valid arguments from Alden's dog. Uh
0: Josh, what is your number 18?
2: Far from home okay hey josh just curious where was far from home on your list <laughs> it was number 21 mine was 22 <laughs> proof that you should make some uh video essays on the
0: mace uh entertainment network channel
1: yeah maybe one day that channel will come back josh i told
2: you i'll edit
3: <laughs> i'm just happy it's not in the bottom five all right nick i'm sorry about far from home but you're at number 17 what is it oh man i just saw what was at the bottom and i don't know how you guys are gonna take this i have uh captain america the first avenger
2: a veto
0: Okay, Jory vetoed first, but I think four of us were about to veto.
3: (laughs) The whole panel was going to veto? Yeah. (laughs) As soon as I saw it, I was like, oh, should I just skip it and let someone else put it?
2: Hey, Nick, I think you uh, accidentally swapped Spider-Man Far From Home and (laughs) Captain America 1 on your list. You
3: guys aren't going to like where my Winter Soldier is either. (laughs) Thanks for the heads up. I'm saving my veto.
2: I am vetoing, and I am saying that Civil War should go here.
5: Yeah i'm
1: fine with that i agree it's actually the lowest on my list like next up it was number 19 on my uh yeah civil war's also my
0: 19
2: yeah civil war going back to what we were talking about with age of ultron i feel like age of ultron might have been their first big disappointment but i feel like civil war was such a much more egregious like sin of a like disappointing movie. The stakes for them were never higher for them to actually make something happen in the story and they couldn't. The most important things that happen in this movie are Black Panther and Spider-Man are introduced into the MCU and that's it. Everything that this movie thinks about consequences and how should they they should be handled in the universe can be boiled down to the treatment of the scene where um, Brody gets shot out of the sky, I believe by Vision or something, I don't remember. But roadie gets shot out of the sky and for a moment it looks like Rody just died and it's kind of wild and then like Iron Man goes to his side uh he like shoves away or like shoots uh Falcon or something and then later on we find out it's like oh he's not dead he's just paralyzed and we're like oh that kind of sucks but then like at the end of the movie they're like oh no we just made him these prosthetics and he can walk fine again and this will never be revisited.
0: Yeah, I'm really surprised like everyone got through this movie without dying. And I never thought the conflict between Captain America and Iron Man felt genuine. And that's what the whole movie kind of rides on. And it came out in a very pivotal year for political differences. And it is one of the coldest takes on their politics in the world. Civil War, the graphic novel that is, it is somewhat culturally aware and this movie is not in any capacity. It has this divide that is just completely artificial and wraps up at the end of the movie. At the end of the movie, I wasn't like, oh man, Captain America and Iron Man aren't going to get together for the next Avengers movie now. This is a big
2: deal. He's going to conscript this 16-year-old kid to come and fight some of the world's, like, strongest heroes so that he can win an argument. And then as soon as he gets his way, he's going to be like, eh, it doesn't matter.
0: Yeah, this is the first movie to damage Tony Stark's character in a long list of movies that kind of ruin Iron Man as a hero for me. And I think it does it the worst.
2: I would argue that Age of Ultron also damages his character before this one does, but... Actually, you're right. I apologize. Every movie that is not an Avengers or an Iron Man movie. Every movie post-Iron Man 3 damages Iron Man as a character. (laughs) But anyway, that's why Civil War should go here. Captain America 1 is great, and it does not deserve to be this low on the list.
0: Uh, Number 16 for me, let's see. The lowest movie we are yet to talk about is Ant-Man and the Wasp. I felt Ant-Man, the first one, was a huge missed opportunity when Edgar Wright left the director's chair and the movie just tries to imitate his style. It's kind of really bland. I just watched the first Ant-Man like right before recording this. And there's certainly scenes I like, but I remember walking out of Ant-Man and the Wasp and was just severely disappointed in the fact that they didn't really even try with the movie. I mean, Hank Pym's character doesn't develop any. And he was the most interesting thing about the first Ant-Man to me. The movie doesn't really do anything besides develop Wasp and, you know, Lawrence Fishburne's there. I think the villain's boneless, just like the first Ant-Man. And really, Ant-Man and the Wasp is probably the most skippable movie out of the entire list of movies we're talking about,
1: along with Thor 2. Lawrence Fishburne was straight up like a Pixar third act villain in this
3: movie. <laughs> Absolutely he was. My ranking hurts my own feelings, I think. But I just had a lot of fun with it, you know? I kind of want to veto this, but it's not worth it. It's it's not, because like, another hot take for me, Ant-Man and the Wasp is... Oh, Ant-Man, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Yeah, well, Ant-Man and the Wasp is my number nine. Like, I had so much fun. Yeah, it's my number 10.
0: Yeah, it's my number 21. Alden, are you using that veto here, who you've got?
5: No.
1: Okay. I remember, I think it was you and Hagrid Corps were streaming, and you mentioned that you loved Ant-Man and the Wasp, and it could be your favorite MCU movie, and I was like, whoa, that's a, that is a take and a half.
3: <laughs> I was definitely playing it up. There's no way it's my
0: favorite. Alden, what is your number 15 Burger King foot lettuce?
5: My next lowest is just Infinity War.
0: Yo, I'm going to veto that. I don't have it a lot higher, but I feel like I feel like this is one of those where you can't discredit it that much. I, I don't think that Infinity War is as great as I had of a theater experience. Years and years of, of all this hype of these Avengers characters are all, you know, they're in these movies, they're interconnected. This is like the 20th movie in the franchise, and Uh, Half of them just disappeared. I I just thought that the hype was great and what I wasn't expecting was Thanos to be a well-developed character. They hyped this character up for like a decade and I actually found myself sort of reasoning at least where the character's coming from and that's something that the MCU has had a problem with since its beginning is establishing good villains in a movie where you're trying to establish a hero. It's not as bad as some of the decisions they make in Endgame. Honestly, I thought it elevated the stakes in the way that the MCU should have
3: done a long time ago. Infinity War felt like course correction for me, and like in a good way. All the issues I have with the MCU, Infinity War did what I wished the MCU had
2: done earlier. There's weight to it, which we did not have really. Any weight that the snap could have had was taken away for me at least as soon as it was confirmed that it was going to be in two parts. Because immediately you knew okay, Thanos is winning in the first part, and then they beat him in the second part.
5: And that was like four years before it came out.
2: Say what you will about that not being up to Infinity War as a movie, but it is up to Marvel as their hype cycle goes, and it was impossible to miss out on the hype cycle for this movie and therefore it was impossible to miss out on the fact that there was going to be a second one
0: did you think that thanos was really going to be the focus of the movie though before going into it because that's all i really got away from it was oh they really did a good job of setting up this villain that they're gonna spend the entire second movie trying to destroy it's a great subplot
1: but it's also with like four other subplots that i didn't give a shit about it's
0: the main arc it has the most screen time
2: yeah it has the most screen time but to be honest it could have been absolutely anything and it would have been better than the original story where thanos just wants to sleep with death and death is like no i like deadpool
0: exactly i think it's one of the few comic book adaptations that is better than its source material
2: when the source material is bad i'm not sure how much i want to give it credit for that (laughs) although every you knew everything was going to get reversed in endgame
3: i think that's Partially why I credit Infinity War so well because I didn't think they were gonna do the snap. Like I thought that was gonna be in Endgame. I feel like there's no way it's fifteen. It it had such a ripple effect in culture too.
2: Thanos is a villain that had been hyped up for at this point since like Avengers One, so that's 2012, and this came out in 2018. That's like six years. He's probably the most
1: hyped antagonist in the history of cinema. Wait, I mean,
2: I mean movies. The only villain that I can think of that comes close that, like, hadn't really shown up but had been hyped up for that long is Voldemort from Harry Potter. And his presence was always there in every movie to a degree that Thanos is, like, just is never. We just did the Harry Potter list a couple of weeks ago, and rewatching all
1: those movies, Deathly Hallows Part 1 and 2, and also watching Lord of the Rings movies and watching Return of the King, those characters and side plots all connect so well unlike this movie where i do feel like it is a mess at times maybe that's a bit of a hot take but i really don't like the thor side plot um when iron man when iron man tells spider-man he's an avenger i think it's the biggest slap in the face of any homecoming fans i think infinity war has a lot of problems when it comes to characters it is definitely not it is definitely a better well-made executed movie from a filmmaking standpoint. But when it comes to some of the writing, I think it's very questionable. And I think future movies such as Endgame does it a little better. So the lowest movie
0: that I have that is yet to be discussed is Ant-Man. Almost don't want to put it here now because it it feels like we're comparing apples to oranges in terms of the voting process. But the reason I do have Ant-Man this low is the amount of potential that we missed out on. This movie was going to be great. This movie was going to save the MCU for me in a post Ultron world. And then it just was another disappointment right after a previous large disappointment. And that is something that I really can't forgive. Now, is the movie terrible? No, I just rewatched it. I wouldn't have rewatched it if it was one I had a terrible memory of. The movie really suffers from just a lack of stakes but Ant-Man just didn't feel like the one because Hank Pym is someone who's been around and is supposed to be established in this lore as like this scientist that's on the same level as someone like Tony Stark, but you know, went a different direction. And
3: we didn't get that in this movie. And we certainly didn't get it in Ant-Man and the Wasp. Ant-Man's not that low on my list either, but I feel like it's, to me, it's a pretty obvious choice that Ant-Man is lower than infinity
2: war when you were talking about Nate, um ant-man being a disappointment i certainly feel that in a missed opportunity however i think that the missed opportunity in infinity war is far more egregious than the missed opportunity in ant-man because i also feel that i would have loved an edgar wright directed ant-man i think that that would have been fantastic And I think that it would have had me feeling a lot better before uh, Civil War would have immediately pissed away all that goodwill. The potential that comes in Infinity War, part one of two of the finale of the MCU, or at least, like, whatever you want to call this, like, part of the MCU. The
0: Infinity Saga that's what marvel's branded it as if it's not their entire saga because they're done after this they're donezo the mcu's dead
2: yeah i hope they realize that i don't think that they want to admit it but i feel like they have to know turn out a
0: couple more sequels but kill it i mean it's done (laughs) the disney plus tv shows
5: i think the future of the mcu is not cinematic at all it's all headcanon from here on out
1: god what if they had what if they had like a A Marvel EU like they did for Star Wars after the original trilogy, like they just made shitty books.
3: Do
2: you mean the Marvel UU? Josh, come on, Marvel fans can't read.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Me and Nick are on the part of Ant Man going here, and then who's on Age of Ultron? Josh and Jory, where are you,
5: Alden? It's Infinity War. I'm on Infinity War. I'm on Infinity War.
2: Yeah, I think I gotta go with Infinity War.
1: That's been so disappointing.
0: All
2: right, Infinity War number 15. My list is going pretty good right now. I don't have anything that, like, is lower. Is this the Jory episode? This is my episode. In- Infinity War was my number three. All right, my number 14 is Black Panther.
1: <laughs> I'm watching Black Panther opening night, and Jory's sitting behind me, and the credits are rolling, and Jory comes up to me, he's, um, and I, I just look at him, and he's like, that was the best one since Winter Soldier. And I was like, did we watch
2: Did we watch the same movie? My, my, how times change. <laughs> I will say that I still believe that the ending to Black Panther is very strong, and I see how I could have gotten a little caught up. But I think that Black Panther overall is an above average movie that has some parts that, like, are kind of bruh moments. Ulysses Claw just being killed off at the beginning of the second act is really dumb and I hate it. Zachala loses the test of strength against Killmonger, and he, Killmonger becomes King of Wakanda for a minute. This is where I'm at on my list, though. I'm. This is, like, where we start to get to the good movies for me.
3: Oh, I was just going to say, I have movies below Black Panther, but Black Panther is my 15, so I'm, I, I'm not really arguing much here.
0: Yeah, um, I don't have a veto, so I can't really say anything, but one movie that has been on the chopping block and was at one point going to be placed at number... Oh wait, never mind. We've placed Thor. Yeah, I mean, Black Panther's my number 10. No, I'm not gonna fight this fight because I do respect that there are a lot of glaring flaws in Black Panther. That being said, I think it has more Yos than it does Bruz. And that's that's coming
1: from me. <laughs> that's fair. I agree. Black Panther is my number 12. It's
5: my number four.
2: I think, I think that sounds like you should veto it i don't think it has that many yos
5: it it literally is the best one since winter soldier um there's a
0: couple of great ones in between i just looked it up in chronological order there was a, a couple of uh, uh guardians that came out in between there. <laughs> <laughs> jory said that take in the movie theater and honestly i had to think about it for a second it
2: was my initial feelings after finishing the movie Josh. I didn't think about it for a second and I was like, wow, I really liked that a lot. That's good. I'm
0: glad, I'm glad you liked it. And the fact that you liked it and it's at number 14 means that everything above it is at least something watchable to Jory. And that's high praise for the MCU.
2: <laughs> yeah, it really is. I really expected to hate a lot more of these. So if,
0: if Black Panther's at 14 and Jory likes it, then I can respect the rest of this list.
3: My entire list is ranked the way Jory ranked black Panther. <laughs> i did not i refused to re-watch anything for this for this like
5: recording and i just ranked everything the way that i had fun in the theaters i mean i rewatched a lot of these since i saw them in the theaters and i'm pretty sure i've seen all of these except incredible hulk in theaters
1: Alden, do you think your number one
2: is going to be like, are you going to have to veto that? Do you think that somebody is gonna say your number one before the top ten, he means?
5: Yeah, it's already been said before the top ten, and everyone said, wait a minute.
0: <laughs> All right, so number 13, Josh.
1: Oh shit, I'm next. Um, my lowest one is uh Thor Ragnarok.
0: That's fine. And number 13. It's my number 11. It's
1: actually number 14 on my list, but it's the lowest one on my ranking.
2: I have Thor Ragnarok uh, quite a bit higher, higher than I thought that I was going to put it. Yeah, me too. I'm not going to argue about it. It's
5: 14 on my list, too. I have something still below that that nobody's going to agree with, but that's fine.
2: Funny, so I'm going to say where I have it. I have Thor Ragnarok at number seven.
5: I have it at number five.
1: (laughs) The humor. I think it's a funny movie. My problem with it, this was the first time where I really noticed in the MCU where it's like, wow, it's really trying to be like Guardians, and this feels really forced for me. And that's why it couldn't crack my top ten. It just felt like a very formulaic movie. It's the best Thor movie because it's the highest on my list. But I also
3: don't really like the Thor movies all that much. All of the movies after Guardians felt like they were trying to copy Guardians in terms of, well, we have to have humor now, like, we have to do that. And Thor, although it's clearly, like, space, colors, funny, it feels a lot like Guardians, but it felt naturally like Guardians to me. I didn't think that Taika Waititi was trying to copy Guardians. I think that they got somebody who would naturally make a movie like James Gunn.
2: Because I do agree that every movie that came out post-Guardians was trying to ape Guardians, because that movie was such a smash hit success, even for the MCU. But, it was absolutely an artificial attempt to change what they had been doing with Thor, because it wasn't working. And they did grab Taika Waititi because he would make a movie like that, but it just really does feel disconnected from the other two Thor movies. And maybe not in a bad way, but I feel like it has a lot of trouble trying to marry both of the tones, especially with the main villain. I think Hela is one of the worst villains in the MCU because she has so much potential, and then she's just one of the most boring characters that has ever graced the screen.
0: I don't know. I look at the MCU the same way I look at professional wrestling, where there's like really big highs, but at the end of the day, it's kind of cheesy, and it's hard to defend. So... I think that that absolutely 100% represents Thor Ragnarok. It's kind of cheesy and it's hard to defend. I agree with Nick that uh, Taika Waititi kind of stands out as like the best part of this movie, but it also does, it, it feels extremely disconnected from the first two Thor movies. But for me, that was in a refreshing way because look where we've ranked the other two Thor movies. And this was one where people actually kind of gave a shit and thought that it was fun. The, the way that they utilized Hulk was probably better than they've utilized any other Avenger that shows up in another character's standalone movie. Other than that, there's not much of a defense there. I think there is glaring flaws with it, and I only like about one-third of the movie.
2: They were like, let's make a Planet Hulk movie, but we're going to give it less than no budget, so you're going to have to share billing with Thor.
3: <laughs> well, yeah, and I think it actually goes back to what we were talking about earlier with like the rights usage, because it, it should have been a Planet Hulk movie, and then Taika Waititi got thrown on to Thor 3, and he was like, well... I kind of want to make a Hulk movie
0: instead, so I'll just do that. So, Josh, that was your number 13 in Thor Ragnarok. Nick, it's
3: your turn with number 12. Um, I'm going to put Spider-Man Homecoming. That's my number 12. I agree. I don't have a veto anymore. Homecoming was my number 16.
0: Just to remind everyone, we are at number 12, and there are two people with vetoes left. Uh, Josh and Alden. Who's after Nick? Uh, I am
1: shit you're a wild card um i feel like you told me not my your number
2: 11
0: uh if it helps at all my number 11 was thor ragnarok i think i just said it previously
2: three minutes ago <laughs> josh please i like homecoming josh
3: josh are you gonna make an enemy out of me homecoming is in my top five.
0: Oh my god wait homecoming is in your top five you better fucking veto this
2: what are you talking about josh Homecoming is also in my top five, Josh, please.
1: But my problem is, I feel like Nate could say a movie that's higher
3: in my top five, and this is really hard right now. Josh, stop trying to politicize it. I feel like I watched a different Homecoming than you guys.
2: Yeah. Nick,
3: where did you have uh, Far From Home? Far From Home was seven, and Homecoming was 16. So maybe I watched two... uh, Maybe... I was in an alternate dimension
2: where the movies were switched. Bruh. Are (laughs) you sure that you don't have the titles wrong like Nate did for, like, the Dawn of the Planet of the Apes (laughs) movies?
0: man has not been re-offered yet, so there's a prime veto choice. There's a lot of good to Homecoming. Look, it's my
1: 13. I'm not vetoing this. Nate, can you tell me what your number 11 is,
0: please? I've already told you, it's Thor Ragnarok. No, but what are you putting instead? (laughs) I'm not telling you. You better use this damn veto.
2: Josh, I will argue tooth and nail against whatever Nate says if it's higher in your top five, but I can't have this here.
0: And Alden still has a veto to back you up. You can just bribe him after. You know how to politicize your top ten.
1: Alden, do you want to veto this? No.
2: Josh, you son of a bitch.
0: Dude, you're making this a bitch to edit. Just say what you want to say. Come on. I carry the show on my back week after week. I edit all of it. Please, just say you're number 12.
1: Hold on, I have to look at my list. (laughs) Josh, you- Oh my god. No, because you guys are going to disagree with me. I know you're going to disagree with me. No, just say it, please. I will not win if I veto. So, no, I'm not not doing it. Spider-Man Homecoming
0: at 12 now. This is the last shot.
2: Ugh, goddammit. I'm sorry. We're gonna put the movie with one of the best villains in the MCU outside of the top ten. One of the only villains that's actually good.
4: You guys put Infinity War lower. Sorry, there was
1: no other way.
2: Oh my god,
1: we're in the end game now.
2: Thanos and Volker are two of the best villains
3: in the MCU, but that doesn't change the fact that I didn't like their movie. Spider Man Homecoming is
2: number twelve. So that Josh can be like, oh, I want Iron Man two to be eleven. So
0: my number eleven is the original, the first one, Ant Man. I've I, i I've already brought it up once, and now the second time around, I'm bringing it up again. I really don't think that Ant-Man is a movie worthy of being in the MCU's top 10
1: movies. I, I really don't. I'm going to veto. Josh, you son of a bitch.
0: So, so you're saving Ant-Man, but you're sacrificing Homecoming to do it.
1: No, I'm sacrificing uh, Iron Man 2.
0: Okay,
5: I'm vetoing.
0: You're going to put Iron Man 2 at number 11? Yes. And Alden's vetoing Iron Man 2? Good. Alden, what movie are you putting at... Instead of the place of
5: Ant-Man or Iron Man 2. All right, you ready? Because you really like this one. (laughs) It's Guardians 2. Fuck you, Alden. Fuck off. It's number 16 on
0: my list. Oh my god. Why? Who hurt you? So for anyone who has to vote, which is all four of you guys, your options to vote at number 11 are either Ant-Man, Iron Man 2, or Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Just to let you know... Go on with your debates.
2: I'm voting Ant-Man. Ant-Man. I'm voting Ant-Man. There doesn't even need to be a debate. Guardians too.
1: Nick, where are you? Oh, uh, Ant-Man all the way. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I don't know where this iron man 2 love is coming from i just re-watched it i don't like whiplash what did iron man come out in 2008 and then the second one came out in 2010 you could fucking tell script is not good nate i don't know where all this praise for iron man 2 is coming from you gotta really sell me on this like why you think it belongs in the top 10
2: i also just watched iron man 2 for the first time and while i agree with josh that it's not the best movie i think that it's also a really fun movie Even the points where it's absolutely ridiculous, like where it goes from him just like having dinner and then being like, oh, your blood is 50% like poison. And he's like, you know what, I'm just going to go for a race and nobody's going to (laughs) notice. To be honest, I think that the ending, like the actual like into credits, like narrative into credits, has only one movie worse than it that the MCU has ever produced. And I think it's far from home.
0: Uh so with Iron Man 2 the reason that it has cracked my top 10 I'm not going to reveal where it is yet cuz I think it's going to stir some controversy later. The reason I think Iron Man 2 is so good is because I feel it's the character that gets Tony Stark right the most out of his trilogy and I know that that might stir controversy in itself but I also like that the movie is a little bit, you know, serious but it doesn't really take itself too seriously. It's still campy and it's still over the top. And of the three Iron Man movies, it's the one that I find the most enjoyable to go back to. It's almost like, I don't know if I really want to say this, because I think it discredits the film in a way, because it does feel rushed, and its script does have problems. And I agree with both of those statements. But if I were to have a guilty pleasure out of this entire list, it is Iron Man 2. The action sequences are extremely fun. It has everything about Iron Man as a character that I like more than the first Iron Man. And, I, you, you know, you touch base with the Avengers. It sets it up. You said earlier that Thor is the movie that sets up Avengers the most. And I'm going to disagree with you there because of the amount of time and the amount of impact that Black Widow has. I think her introduction is honestly seamless. I like that she's kind of like in this movie, kind of like a double agent. You don't know if she's friends with Tony Stark or she's kind of narking on him. There's but like that's that a huge gripe with
1: Iron Man 2 I have where this is the first MCU film where it feels like it's just an advertisement for another film. While Thor lays the foundation for Loki... Iron Man 2 just kind of sets up Black Widow, but I didn't really need a setup for Black Widow. I think I watched Avengers before I watched Iron Man Two.
0: Cause that's the problem, because I saw Iron Man Two in theaters when it came out and was so excited for Avengers.
1: Okay, but I could say that I could say the same thing for Age of Ultron getting excited for Infinity War or any future MCU film. I
5: don't find Ultron fun.
2: I think that every phase one Marvel movie has like you can make that argument. I mean, hell, Captain America 1 is my favorite out of the phase one movies and it and like the after credit scene is a literal trailer for the avengers
1: it's the worst out of the three out of the three iron man movies i'm glad uh iron man 1 and iron man 3 will be in the top 10 but i really don't think iron man 2 should be in the top 10
2: here's a hot take i think that iron man 1 is the worst just because out of the three of them i think it's the most boring
3: we'll get there when we get there all right so what are
0: your guys's votes So it's three votes for Ant-Man at number 11. Good. There it is. So two people used vetoes that they didn't need to use.
2: Yeah, they didn't want to use it for fucking homecoming.
1: So to kick off the top 10, I don't see how Iron Man 2 could move up over any of those movies you just mentioned.
2: To kick off the top 10, I don't see how Iron Man 1 can move on over any of the movies that we just mentioned.
3: (laughs) To kick down the top 10, I'm going to go with the first Avenger. (laughs)
2: No. No.
0: <laughs> I agree with Iron Man 1 more than I do the first
1: Avenger.
2: You can say whatever you want about Iron Man 1, like being like, oh, but it's the first one. It has the after credit scene where Nick Fury comes out and he says, I want to talk to you about the Avengers. But honestly, even in its own series, Iron Man 1, 2, and 3, I think it's the most boring. Iron Man 2 may not be as good as Iron Man 1, but it's certainly more fun to rewatch.
1: Is Mickey Rorick's? character whiplash where tony stark thinks he's dead for half the movie and i think that's an a huge bra moment on the script that feels like some spider-man 3 shit i'm sorry that's fucking
3: like that's some shit script writing i've realized the only movie in the entire mcu that we have not mentioned except for nate just now reading the
5: top 10 is dr strange that's still not lowest in like the top 10 at this point
3: yeah i still wouldn't place that lowest I wouldn't either. I just thought it was interesting that we hadn't even
2: talked about. It.
5: Yeah. I think we all just agreed that it's at least top 10. <laughs>
2: Personally, my number nine, but that was just because there are movies that I like less below it.
1: I've only mentioned that I think Iron Man 2 should go here. Does anybody else have any nominees that should go in the number 10 spot?
0: Yeah, I've heard Iron Man, and I've also heard Captain America The First Adventure. And I heard two people were down for Iron Man. I heard two people were down for Captain America The First Adventure.
2: So, Josh, it looks like you're going to have to choose your loyalties. I guess it's going to have to be Iron Man.
5: Can I throw in Iron Man 3?
0: No. No. I don't know if you can throw in Iron Man 3 here.
2: He can't, don't worry.
0: If everyone has to throw in a movie, how about we do that? I'm putting the first Avengers here. I mentioned earlier, this movie doesn't age extremely well. And I guess you could say that about a lot of the first phase, but really, Avengers is great for its theatrical release and the hype around it. And it really got people on board. If you didn't see Avengers 1 in theaters, I really can't associate with you.
2: Uh Uh-oh, sorry, Nate
1: oh sorry nate
0: you're you're late to the mcu bandwagon how did you not see the first avengers movie and then you're going to tell me that all the good avengers movies are in the first phase
1: i was watching i was watching the dark knight rises okay i wasn't
0: (laughs) guess what i saw both of them and the amazing spider-man in the same summer
1: i also watched the amazing spider-man in theaters nate you should be fucking proud of me
0: I am, but you missed Avengers. You missed the biggest of the
2: three. I saw Iron Man 1 in theaters. Does that not count for anything, Nate? You will ate for the MCU, not me. Where were you, Charles? <laughs> Wait, so if you saw Iron Man 1 in theaters, but you chose not
0: to see Avengers in theaters...
2: Yeah, because you know what? I didn't see Thor 1 in theaters. I didn't see Iron Man 2 in theaters. I didn't see Captain America 1 in theaters.
1: I didn't choose. I didn't have a lot of friends in middle school, Nate. I didn't want to bring this up. Like to me, Jory, that Iron Man let you
0: down significantly as a nine year old, and if a movie does that, it deserves number 10 on this
2: list. No, I'm saying I was a nine year old and I didn't have that much control over the movies I saw.
1: <laughs> yeah, me too. Wait a minute. My dad, my dad wanted to see the Dark Knight Rises. I'm sorry that he's like has better taste.
2: Also, I liked the uh, Dark Knight series a lot more than I liked any of the Phase One movies. <laughs> <laughs> Me too.
0: I did as well. All jokes aside, I really just don't think Ava- Avengers has aged that well. And I really, I don't think it needs to be higher than even if you want to give the first Iron Man respect for kickstarting all of this. If that's your validation for it being this high, then. I think that's better than Avengers kickstarting the Avengers movies, because in my opinion, the Avengers movies have gotten progressively worse, as you can tell by Ultron and Infinity War being lower than it. The Avengers don't represent what's great about the MCU, and in fact, they exemplify what's wrong with the MCU. The first Avengers can be at number 10, and I won't lose a single ounce of sleep tonight. It looks like a TV
3: movie. The Avengers is not even in my top 10, Nate, so I do agree with you here. The Avengers is my number 10, and I have movies lower than it, but I'm going to jump ship and go for Avengers.
2: Avengers 1 is my number 12, so I guess I am also going with Avengers here. Cool. Avengers was my number 13.
1: Avengers was my number 10. I thought it was my number 11.
2: Okay, so Avengers 1, uh, number 10.
1: Correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like the number 9 slot is between Iron Man and its sequel.
2: And first Avenger. No. No.
3: Uh, Maybe it's just because I haven't seen it in such a long time. Well, she's watching it for the first time. I told her
0: that it's extremely high on my list. And she was like, really? Isn't that one kind of dated? And I said, watch it. She's watching it right now. And during the last argument, I heard everyone debating. And I was like, all right, this is fine. I can take a piss break here. So I got up, walked out of the room, got captivated by the climax of the movie, stood there for 30 seconds, didn't pee, came back to make sure that the house wasn't burning down here in the chat, and haven't gone pee yet. So, honestly, if that says anything about how amazing the First Avenger is, I don't know what does.
2: What Nate is trying to say is that he really has to go piss. We can't put First Avenger at
3: nine for the sake of Nate's bladder. All right, who has
0: First Avenger in their top three?
2: I do.
3: do.
0: Four of the five people on this panel have Captain America, the first Avenger in their top three. It is not going at number nine. That would be like if we put Incredibles or Monsters, Inc. at number nine on the Pixar list.
2: It would be like if we put Toy Story at
0: 11.
1: <laughs> Does everybody agree that it's Iron Man or Iron Man 2? I guess.
5: I would still put Iron Man 3 below. No. I don't agree with you. And that's not going to happen. I think rewatchability for Iron Man 3 is better.
2: Alden, we all just rewatched Iron Man 3. And we all
1: we all liked it.
0: I personally would put Iron
3: Man here.
2: I have Iron Man 3 lower as well. I would also put Iron Man here. I would
1: vote for Iron Man 2, but I'm completely fine with putting Iron Man here.
3: I think Alden and I are Iron
2: Man 3. That's okay. It's 3 to 2.
3: Oh yeah, I was just saying. There was me,
0: Josh, and Jory for Iron Man at number 9. We're going to move on to number eight, and it sounds like the two movies that are being discussed the most right now are Iron Man 2 and Iron Man 3. Do we
5: want to just put one of them here at number eight? I would still like that attack Guardians 2.
2: No. No. (laughs) It's still low on my list. My next up, my next lowest is Iron Man 2. Yeah, me too. I know that Nate really likes Iron Man 2.
1: I know it's a guilty pleasure for you movie for you Nate, but I don't think it belongs anywhere near the top 5. The fact that it's gone this high is impressive. You should just take the L and have Iron Man 2 go here. That's fine. The only movie I have lower than Iron Man 2 left
0: is Iron Man 3, which I did yes, just rewatch for you Josh. And yes, I did rank higher than I initially placed it. I originally had it at number 11, wasn't cracking my top 10. And guess what? I found out that I like Iron Man 3 more than Black Panther. That should be a huge win for you, Josh. (laughs) But I also think that Iron Man 3 rightfully belongs at number 8. It is not the best Iron Man movie. I do really appreciate its script. And if I guess we're judging these movies based off their screenplay, I guess we could have an Iron Man 2 versus Iron Man 3 fight here. But really, I do agree with the initial critical response that Iron Man 3 isn't all that great. Iron Man doesn't feel like Iron Man for most of the movie. It feels like a Tony Stark movie and that's fine critique. And I respect that. But Iron Man two is one of the most fun movies we have left.
1: I feel like after two uh, entertaining Iron Man movies, a Tony Stark film is just fine.
2: I feel like a Tony Stark film, especially in the context of the rest of the MCU is really refreshing because it's the first time that we actually get like a character study since like maybe iron man one if you want to call that what that is that's not a
4: character study
1: i think it is i think this is the most ambitious film marvel has ever made and a film that a lot of people sleep on i think this film actually takes risk with its source material that like no other marvel film has done where iron man 2 just has a lot of bra moments where as much as i like sam rockwell he can't save an entire uh shitty script and like Poorly developed plot for me to say that it's better than Iron Man 3.
2: Like, not a chance. Come on, Nate. Nate, did you hear that mix of another one bites the dust and it takes two?
0: I don't know. If we're going to get down to it, between Iron Man 2 and Iron Man 3, I really like the fake out villain. I know that's a hot take. I know a lot of people don't like the Mandarin. I think that's the best thing Iron Man 3 brings to the table besides it focusing on Tony Stark. I do think they get Tony Stark more comic book accurate, which is not extremely valid with Iron Man 2. I do think that his problems with alcohol and his ego is his main problem and not his pride. I think his pride is lesser than his ego and his his alcoholism. Those are his bigger struggles in the comic books. That's a dumb argument to bring up in a list that's on a bunch of Marvel, Marvel comic book movies that aren't comic book accurate, but that's just how I feel. I also have a lot more fun rewatching Iron Man 2 and it's definitely one I've seen more than Iron Man 3. I watched Iron Man 3 for the second time in my life this afternoon and I'm telling you that Iron Man 2 is better. But that's fine. I don't really care that much either way. These are Iron Man sequels. I really don't give a shit. Let's put number 2 at number 8 and move on with
2: our lives.
5: Oh, I agree with Iron Man 3.
2: I agree with Iron Man 3. That's okay, guys. Sounds like a 3 to (laughs) 2. So you were saying that Tony Stark's alcoholism and his ego are bigger issues than his pride yes then why don't you like Iron Man 3 better because
0: he's not an alcoholic I feel
2: like you could argue that Iron Man 3 struggles more or focuses more on Tony's internal struggles than with his pride and not wanting to hand over his toys to all the other kids on the playground it's just Iron Man 2 also has those fun moments where you got Justin Hammer dancing around and you got him like throwing his life away because he thinks that he's gonna die soon yep
3: but i think iron man
2: 2 the fun
3: moments in iron man 2 are more fun than the fun moments in iron man 3
2: i don't know i really like the part where he calls
3: that kid a pussy (laughs) because if we we were talking about best lines in the mcu that would be a different story because that's number one
0: yeah and if we're talking screenplays which isn't valid in a list like this iron man 3 is the best screenplay
3: iron
1: man 3 is If we're talking about the overarching MCU, Iron Man 3 is so much fucking better than Iron Man 2.
0: Yeah, it is, and it's so important that they've mentioned it all the time.
1: But Iron Man 3 actually feels the effects of the Avengers movie, while Iron Man... Just because the
2: MCU sucks doesn't mean that Iron Man 3 does. <laughs> this was
1: this could have taken the MCU into a really good direction. It's not my fault they ignored it.
0: And it's not your fault that Iron Man 2 is going over Iron Man 3. I'm sorry that it happened, but it's a 3-2 to two vote just like Iron Man being at number nine.
1: The Amazing Spider-Man sucks, Nate.
3: (laughs) Josh is just trying to cover his tracks. He put Captain Marvel so low that he wants to put Pepper Potts really high.
2: My next lowest is Iron Man 2.
0: I think that's more than fun. I think Iron Man 2 is my number seven, so I'm not going to lose any sleep over that.
2: It's my number seven as
5: well, but I still have three movies below it. That's okay, Alden. I have four. It is impossible for me... To argue at this point, so I'm just trying to like. Oh, I'm just gonna wait for someone to say Guardians too, because I've lost that. But I.
2: You're gonna be waiting.
5: You're gonna be waiting a while. I have Doctor Strange and Endgame below Iron Man two. All right, well then d- try to make a case for Doctor Strange or Endgame. All right, well Doctor Strange honestly is kind of dry. The visuals are my like what what keeps it so high on the list for me. That that's the only reason I watched it a second time. Like probably a year after I saw it in theaters, is because I wanted to see the visuals again. It's not the story. I don't think the story's good. I think Benedict Cumberbatch is great as the character, but what he is given for the character just seems really weak.
2: Well, I mean, this is an MCU tier your list.
5: We, we've put so much already that I think is better below it. Well, Black Panther and Ant-Man were voted off way before, and those are in my top five.
2: Whoa.
5: I think Black Panther has just it's just better all around than doctor strange
2: even in the special effects department
5: <laughs> not in the effects but i'd say the visuals are still good
2: i feel
1: like a doctor um uh going to uh going to a different culture god damn it josh are you going to start talking about indiana jones again <laughs> i think that's a lot more interesting than boneless hamlet which is black panther
2: boneless lion king you mean it's more lion king than it is hamlet black panther is just reverse thor
0: holy shit i never looked at it that way but it's got coruscant i mean wakanda
2: (laughs) (laughs) and anyway that's why iron man 2 goes here
3: (laughs) i'm i mean i think i'm agreeing with dr strange i have these movies so close on my list i could care either way i just iron man 2 is a
0: better watch
3: yeah exactly
0: okay josh and jory which one would you rather have at number seven dr strange or iron man 2
3: iron man uh Iron Man two.
0: All right, I have Iron Man two here, so another three to two. Iron Man two at number seven.
2: All right, Doctor Strange at six. That's fine. That's where it's at on my list. God, yeah. I have uh, Endgame lower than it.
1: <laughs> to be honest, yeah, I think Endgame should go here.
3: No,
0: <laughs> Endgame lower than Doctor Strange just sounds really weird to me. Yeah, I have
2: Endgame above Doctor Strange, but it's still low. Doctor Strange may not be as ambitious as Endgame by any stretch of the word. But Avengers Endgame is such a mess of a movie. It's such a mess of fan service, which, like, okay, fair. You need to have that in, like, the finale movie that you have. But it does it to a degree that it completely disregards the rules of time travel that it decides to haphazardly throw in so that they can ruin any, any, like, possibility of moving on for the MCU. They're gonna dedicate a whole Doctor Strange movie to fixing it, but that's also like four movies down the line from here. It's made the future of the MCU so uncertain. And just, Endgame is a really strange movie, especially from a story standpoint, whenever you want to look at it that way. While Doctor Strange isn't nearly as ambitious, I do think it's a lot tighter and makes a lot, a lot, a lot more sense in the context of itself.
3: You're talking about ambition, and I would like to bring up again that Josh said Iron Man 3 was the most ambitious MCU movie. Yeah, he did say that. I thought that was really funny that we all glossed over that comment. <laughs> I didn't even catch
2: him saying that, like, wow. Hey,
3: while Josh is still gone, let's all keep keep nagging on his opinions. <laughs> yeah, do you know what this kid thinks about X Machina? <laughs>
2: <laughs> he said Ex is the
0: best sci-fi film of the decade.
3: I, I mean, I'm voting Strange for sixth place. So am I.
0: I'm also voting Doctor Strange for number six. Anyway, uh, Nick, you're on our show. You're a huge member of the Star Wars Core community, where a lot of our listeners come from. Tell me what got you interested in creating a Harry Potter Core page.
3: As a lot of people might know, uh, me and Amon, who runs Hagrid Core, uh, went to college with Adam, who runs Old Ben Core, and we were on the same comedy talk show uh, that he is. We make sketch comedy. And um, when we got close to him, he kind of brought us into his little circle. and, And Eamon and I have always been huge Star Wars fans, but Harry Potter both influenced us when we were young in terms of storytelling. So we decided that we wanted to create those. And not only do I share a name with Nearly Headless Nick, I love John Cleese. So I kind of chose that character.
0: That's very, very fair. I do
3: agree. I'm glad that they cast someone like John Cleese in that role, because in the books, very minuscule part. But in the movies, he makes a lasting impact. Watching him petrified in Chamber of Secrets was heartbreaking.
1: He's really fun in uh, the video games. I think in The Order of the Phoenix or Half-Blood Prince, one of those games, Nick's kind of like your map, and you got to follow him.
0: Another question on the topic of Harry Potter how do you think we did in our Harry Potter ranking video that came out earlier this month?
3: Oh, I I, I don't quite remember the overall ranking, but <laughs> I just remember Josh hurting me. I don't know. I actually, in, in terms of like all of your ranking videos, I've, I've agreed mostly with all of them in, in sort of a general sense.
1: To be honest, though, I can't speak for the rest of the panel, but I genuinely love all those movies and i have a nostalgia connection to all of them so when i say one is worse than the other it's it's just me trying to figure out which one i watched the least as a kid or which one i found the least entertaining but that doesn't mean i don't love it i love that world and i love all of those movies
3: yeah that was the same with me like i don't know i i I wouldn't say there's a bad harry potter movie there are just ones that i like more than others but I, I had Chamber of Secrets as my number one, which I knew wasn't going to fly in the <laughs> in the group ranking. But I, uh, yeah, that was definitely, I really enjoyed that video. That was, I think that was the first video of your rankings that I watched.
0: My next question is another one about your musical act. First of all, what instrument or instruments do you play? And where was kind of the, uh, the ignition for Banana Boys?
3: So I play drums for the Banana Boys and I do backup vocals. Um, I also help write the songs and that kind of thing. I think the main inspiration was, I've played musical instruments my whole life. My dad is a professional bass player. And when I was in college, I really wanted to be in a band. I had never really been in a band before, besides like playing at church. And I, I just wanted to make music with friends. And there happened to be a bunch of people in BSU Tonight, the show where I met adam through um that all had musicians and they all also wanted to be in a band so we just kind of got together and played one of our parties at the end of my sophomore year and after that we just kind of kept going it was almost an accident it started as a meme but then we turned into a real band
1: i was just gonna ask a side question uh because you brought up bsu tonight which is a really cool um it's a really cool idea just to have for a college like I wish our college had something like that because that shit looks so fun to do and uh was there any like um of course we had the coronavirus which kind of fucked up every college in this country was there any like sketches that you were looking forward to before graduation that was kind of like in the uh in the creation
3: oh yeah well I, I think something interesting about how like covid kind of ruined my senior year which is a whole other topic um i i was the showrunner for bsu tonight this last year so i was basically the executive producer the Lorne michaels of snl and we had so much fun stuff that was coming up there are a couple packages that we filmed and, and haven't released yet but the main thing is we were going to be doing a short film a murder mystery called preposterous happenings which I was um, taking a back seat on the production side because I wanted to get a bunch of uh, underclassmen experience and that kind of thing. And I was actually cast as the lead role, the detective. And the fact that I'm not able to have that experience anymore is probably the thing I'm disappointed most by. And we were, we were also going to have a reunion. This was Uh, we were going into our 20th season and I was in contact with every host of BSU tonight, every single host that the show had ever had all the way back when it started in 2000. And they were all going to come back for a reunion or as many of them as that we could, and we couldn't do that either.
0: Dang. That's really unfortunate. I have seen several of your guys' sketches and I thought BGSU tonight was like one of the most impressive things I saw in from, from a college production in uh and you know my experience whether it was searching for college or attending college myself i had a similar opportunity to be the showrunner of a broadcast production class and had so much fun making it and i realized that that's actually what i wanted to do in the industry was was essentially write and produce and have executive say on things like talk shows um you know with your career path in mind how did b g s u tonight kind of prepare you for wh- what
3: you want to do in the future yeah well I know BSU Tonight completely changed my mind on what I wanted to do. When I went to Ball State, I was just kind of in a vague sense of like, oh, I want to be a film director. That sounds fun. Um, And then when I joined the show, I realized that not only does comedy writing interest me in a professional sense, I loved having the creative freedom of of being able to make whatever I wanted, basically. And I think that my mind works in sketch comedy form, whereas I am much better at writing a a start to finish five minute story than I am something longer, uh, basically. And now, especially now, and this is something, I guess this is gonna be the first public time I've ever talked about this, but Eamon and I are gonna be starting our own comedy talk show. Um, pretty soon, and we're going to be getting a bunch of alumni from BSU Tonight to be involved with it, because we don't want to give up the experience we had, I guess, being able to make anything, even if it's not, we're not getting paid for it, just some creative outlet to constantly make and produce content. That's so awesome. I'm excited to hear that. Um, I don't think we'll be able to link that yet,
0: because that sounds like it's a distant memory or a distant idea, but I'm excited to hear it.
3: Absolutely. Especially with all this uh, coronavirus going on, it, it there's definitely, we have no idea when we'll be able to start it. But it's called So Far So Good with Nick and Eamon. So be on the lookout for that, I guess. Put it on your radars.
1: I think we have to reboot. I think we have to reboot Craig again because Jory's back.
0: Yeah, I'm going to reboot Craig here in a second. I just want to thank Nick, uh, one, for his time for doing our stupid show, but also for your awesome interview. I mean, thank you. Yeah, no
3: problem. Thank you.
0: We are going into our top five.
4: I'm now in a car. Oh boy. We're going on an adventure.
0: (laughs) We're going to Target. And the five movies we have left are Guardians, Guardians 2, uh, Captain America, Captain America 2, and Avengers Endgame.
4: So can I nominate Endgame right away? All right. I guess. (laughs) I'm fine with uh, Endgame
0: going here. Another movie I'd be fine going here is Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, the first one.
4: No, no. I think Guardians of the Galaxy, the first one, deserves to be... A
0: little higher. That's fair. I just wanted to say what else I was comfortable with going at number five.
5: I'm comfortable with the second one going here. No,
3: I am not.
4: I am not even comfortable, also. <laughs> I, th-
3: I think if there's anything I've realized during the recording of this, it is that I like movies and I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> I, think that is, I think that is the main takeaway that I've gotten. Because for me, like Captain America and Winter Soldier would both be below endgame. But I also had Endgame at like number eight or something. So, <laughs> so Nick, why do you have Far from Home
4: above uh, Homecoming? Gee, I don't know. Yeah, I don't either.
1: <laughs> Winter Soldier at my number six, and Endgame was my number seven. I don't mind either one of those movies being number five.
3: I really enjoyed Winter Soldier, and I I feel like all the credit it gets is super deserved. Like I think the the best part of that movie to me is the fight scene on the highway just because I love the stunts and the effects that went into doing that but it did not stick with me like it stuck with everyone else that I've talked to It, it just seems like it introduced Bucky and it introduced a new I don't know feel to the MCU like it was definitely the most unique or or dirty movie <laughs> when it came out. Oh, uh, excuse me? It, it felt
4: like... Did we watch the same Winter Soldier? Dirty movie. Dirty as in, like, it
3: felt real and raw and grungy.
5: That's my favorite part about Winter Soldier, though, <clears throat> is how close to real life it is. Oh, yeah. Because none of the others felt like, oh, yeah, this is plausible. Winter Soldier looked real and felt real. I, th- I think that's fair. Like.
3: So it's it was harder for me to rank them, I think, because I like all of them. So the top five we have right now are all five movies that I think are awesome. I don't think that there's any point in me arguing for Winter Soldier because I don't think anyone is going to because I think I still think Winter Soldier is worthy of top five.
5: And I have I have this low on my top 10. Endgame is my number nine. I don't know. Watching Endgame.
1: Uh, without Infinity War, it would be like watching Return of the Jedi without Empire Strikes Back. It's like,
4: what are you doing? It would be like watching Deathly Hallows Two without Deathly Hallows One. Well,
3: and yeah, I think like I don't think that's a detriment to Endgame. I just thought it was interesting that out of every movie, even though these are all a universe that they're supposed to be following the previous movie, it's the only movie that cannot be watched without other movies. So it sounds
0: like Avengers Endgame is our number five. My nomination for number four is Guardians of the Galaxy, the first one.
5: The second one.
0: My nomination is Winter Soldier. My
3: nomination is Winter Soldier.
1: <laughs> my
3: my nomination is Winter Soldier.
4: Well, it sounds like we've got three on board for Winter Soldier.
3: I just like the Guardians too much.
4: I think the Guardians are definitely a standout for the MCU. I think when I think the MCU's success, I think Guardians of the Galaxy. I think a Marvel property that was like barely d-tier that nobody gave a shit about that they just plucked out of nowhere gave to james gunn and he was like oh i'll make this something that everybody fucking loves and now the beginning of the movie where uh star lord does that joke uh well not he doesn't do the joke but he says his name he says star lord and then the dude says who and it's like star lord man come on and it's like when you were watching it out in the theater it was like yeah who the fuck is Star Lord. But now it's like, it's Star-Lord, man. Come on. I
1: actually have Guardians 1 lower than Winter Soldier, but I was kind of swayed by the previous argument.
0: I also have Guardians uh, lower than Winter Soldier, and for me, it simply just comes down, like, my, my top three and even extends to four, the, these four movies are all, like, the only Marvel movies that I can say are truly great. I believe that the first Guardians of the Galaxy is one of the first truly great Uh, marvel movies and i think why it is so great is from the development of those characters and establishing this own mini avengers of sorts in one movie and they all feel like developed characters and they all have their own unique personalities and it's a great team-up movie the prison break scene is is awesome but for me it kind of falls apart into that third act where it just feels like a generic Star Wars fight. There's all these like spaceships coming down to a planet and John C. Riley's like, Oh, we got to shoot them down. And it's,
2: <laughs>
0: it's just space invaders. And then they have a dance battle. It, it it kind of falls apart in its third act, which is fine. Cause the first two are so great, but between that and the villain, I don't give a shit about, it just feels like kind of more of the same old Marvel stuff, but with better characterization, good tone, a fantastic direction and good script yeah I, I i think winter soldier is a better movie blow for blow but i i i do think that it, it, you know they're, they're too different to really compare and i'm fine with captain america winter soldier being at number four yeah also that soundtrack <laughs> the top three we got guardians of the galaxy captain america the first avenger and guardians of the galaxy volume two which one's going at number Pardon three
5: two please no no
4: for me, and it also seems for all <laughs> I gotta go with 2 here. I completely agree. I can see where you're coming from in every way that you say that Guardians of the Galaxy 2 is a better movie than Guardians of the Galaxy 1. I think that Guardians of the Galaxy 1 is more important to the MCU as a whole. I mean, they were aping it at every turn by this point, by the time that Guardians 2 came out even. Personally, it was the direction of the rest of the MCU that brings down Guardians 2 for me, because if they did keep going with movies that were like The Winter Soldier, with the occasional more comedic break of the Guardian series, I think Guardians 2 would be a lot higher for me. But I was very fatigued of the MCU by this point, and I think that that's also what's detracting my opinion of Guardians of the Galaxy 2. The argument of Guardians being important is a
1: fair argument for the top ten, but we're now in the top three where uh, Guardians 2, I think, is from beginning to end really entertaining and really good. While Guardians 3, has Nate, Nate as mentioned before, has a really bro moment of a third act. And I think all the good things in the first Guardians are in Guardians 2, and they're raised up to 100. While Guardians 2 adds a great antagonist, which Guardians 1 did not have, adds great character development for Rocket. I really care about Rocket after this movie
5: wait what yeah i'm gonna interject and say that i did not like ego i didn't like the ending like
1: i liked ego (laughs) i i loved ego
4: I love Digo a lot also. I don't think he's boring at all. What I will say about the third act of Guardians 2, I do think it's stronger on the whole than Guardians 1. However, I still think that you get a little bit of that, uh, like, Star Wars laser fight where it's kind of just like pew, 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 pew.
0: Can I just say that Guardians 2 is more about family than any Star Wars movie ever, period?
4: Until you get to that point where, um, oh, I w- he may have been your father boy, but he wasn't your daddy. Yondu dies, like, that whole thing is great. I just prefer Guardians one. the soundtrack of Guardians One is better, but
1: I guess I guess a hot take. I think the soundtrack of Guardians two is really good.
4: I also think it's really good. I just would prefer the first one if given a choice. my sweet Lord
3: Randy, you're a fine girl. there's some bangers in there i I agree, I think var volume two is...
4: yeah, but I think that there are more bangers on the original. They've got ooh child, they've got uh coming get your love for me, number three is first avenger
3: i think the first avenger could also be in number three i mean i just feel like the two guardians movies are the pinnacle of the mcu and i think first avenger is very important and good but it's just it it doesn't hold up to guardians or guardians 2 in my opinion
0: nick had uh, the first Avenger at at number 19 on his list He's, he's really let this movie go quite a ways from his
4: original list Okay, but who gives a fuck about what Nick thinks? He's the guest. Nobody gives a fuck. Yeah, I was about to say, you had a really compelling interview.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Guardians 2 is number 16 on mine. But I had a good interview that you missed. I guess I'll have to catch it in a week. I put Guardians 1 ten places above Guardians 2.
3: I mean, these top three are all good, but First Avenger is my number, is my choice for three.
0: Yeah, my, my choice for number three is Guardians of the Galaxy the first one
4: nick choose
3: between the guardians oh well i'll put guardians two below i mean guardians one below guardians
4: two wait a minute we need clarification we can't just let that go by again
3: we can't pull a megan again i have guardians two above guardians one
0: and our number two is gonna come down to either guardians of the galaxy volume two or captain america the first avenger
5: first avenger no come on
4: (laughs) i agree with nick first avenger has to go first avenger is my personal favorite to be honest same alden and jory agree
0: on something
5: we've agreed on a decent amount on this list surprisingly and i thought we had the most opposing views of the mcu out of our squad
0: (laughs) what does this say about our society
1: (laughs) (laughs) i appreciate captain america i love the first captain america like guardians 2 man It's just a banger of a movie.
3: I agree. I think Josh and I both have Guardians Volume 2 as our number one. Yeah, it's my number one. That would make three
0: of us who have that at number one.
3: It's just, it's so, it's so good.
4: The argument for um, things being important to the greater MCU seems to have gone a little bit out the window. Absolutely, it has. I'm just saying that I think that First Avenger is still more important. I'm completely fine with Guardians 2 going above, though. I will
0: say, though, as as Captain America, the first Avenger, it, it stands out in a lot of ways. One for being the only period piece. I mean, at least until Captain Marvel, which I guess the early nineties is a period now. <laughs> I, I really think that it, it takes that 1940s World War II ridden America and later Germany as a setting and runs with it. And it really delivers a lot in that regard. Um, I think that's actually probably one of the stronger elements about the movie. It, it's well-directed. It's well-shot um, I, I will say, I think Guardians 2 is one of those movies that is going to hold up better down the line. I think there are elements of the first Avenger that already feel kind of dated. I also don't love the way they portray Red Skull in the movie. I think Hugo Weaving was the right casting, but they just didn't make him menacing enough or give him enough screen time to really make him like be one of the best Marvel villains, in my opinion. That being said, first Avenger deserves all the love that it gets. It deserved having a spinoff television show. It, it really is one of the first great Marvel movies. And the fact that it is number three on my personal list I have absolutely no problem putting it at number two overall. I think that's a lot higher than the average Marvel fan would put it on their list. And I think it's really fantastic.
4: It's also number three on my list. I think it was number one on my list. It
5: is number one
4: on my list. Something else that I will say for uh, Guardians 2 over uh, Captain America 1 in relation to it. Both of these are attached to another movie in some fashion. Guardians 2, of course, is attached to Guardians 1, but Captain America in the subtitle is the first Avenger, and in everything about the ending, from him, like, traveling forward in time to the future, to the after credit scene of the movie actually being a trailer for Avengers 1, Captain America 1 is tied to Avengers 1 in ways that no other Phase 1 movie is, and they all heavily tease Avengers 1. Because of that, I think that Guardians 2 is also tied to the stronger movie between both of those. So I do completely agree that in the long run, that's going to age a lot better than uh,
1: Captain America will. I just think Guardians 2 is going to age better as a film, whereas Captain America The First Adventure, as much as I love it, I think people are going to see it more as a puzzle piece to Phase 1 more than its actual film. If that makes sense.
0: Yeah. If I were to tell someone, you know, that hadn't seen a single Marvel movie, so I don't think they are on this planet anymore, but maybe a few generations down the line, they're like, hey, what movies were popular when you were growing up? And I was like, oh, you got to get into the Marvel movies. And I had to show them one movie from each phase. Phase one, I'd show them Captain America the first Avenger, hands down, because it, it has a lot of the same strengths that a lot of the first phase one movies do and being a very captivating. Uh, it, like character piece origin story. If you're not in love with Steve Rogers as a character by the end of Captain America the First Avenger, you aren't American. You're a comic. <laughs> Get the fuck out of our country.
1: Captain America the First Avenger was the first MCU film I saw in theaters. I saw it with my dad. We were going to go see Cowboys and Aliens but we saw that instead. Cowboys and Aliens suck. <laughs> it was a very good choice. I think Guardians is going to number one. I do think Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 is going at number one. That hurts so much. Alden, why don't you
4: like Guardians 2?
5: Mainly? I, I just, I feel like Ego falls apart in the third act. It's so annoying.
4: Ego Ego falls apart in the third act. It's kind of what the movie's about, <laughs> Alden.
5: I don't mean that in a literal sense. I mean, his character just seems to... Yeah, I
4: understand, but you gotta under also understand. It's
5: reverse development. It's like his two pages of whatever that he could have had is now one sentence and that's his character like it's it's i gave your mom a cancer and then now he's the bad guy
4: yeah it was a great it was a great reveal i mean yeah i guess my issue with guardians 2 have nothing to do with ego i think kurt russell is one of the best parts of that movie and his character has a lot to do with that
5: i agree until they end up on his himself his planet
4: they're
1: on his planet the whole time they're on his planet for the second and third acts
5: yeah but it wasn't a huge issue until i guess nebula showed up right and then it became a big problem is when they started fighting against him
1: i really like when nebula showed up because they they did something that like marvel really lacks and that's a really good sister arc and they were able to do that really well with Nebula and Gamora.
4: I I think that's the part of where I start to disagree. I think that the weaknesses in Guardians 2 are in the characters starting to like bicker and fight with each other i just hate that shit whenever it comes up like you guys came together as a group in the last movie we don't really need to repeat that arc yeah
1: gamora and nebula did not come together in
4: the last movie they didn't that's come together sure. but that's that's where i was just going with it i really don't care or like uh nebula
1: i really like nebula's arc in guardians 2 that she just wanted to be a sister it's been a little yeah, bit since I've seen Guardians Two, but
4: i feel like that comes out of nowhere especially since in the last movie she would rather cut her arm off and like fall into like however far that height was from a spaceship onto nova than like grab her hand to have her help her up
3: i feel like it all kind of boils down to being gaslit by thanos
4: i guess but i mean like there's not really a lot of in between time between guardians one and two for me to buy that she's changed there's zero in between time.
1: <laughs> I don't think she has really changed. I don't think she was a... But that's
4: why I'm saying, like...
1: But I don't think she was a total antagonist in the first Guardians. Like, we, there's even a scene... We're actually cool in the second one. I don't think they're actually cool. Like, she ends up leaving them at the finale of the movie i mean she's still not a guardian no that's what i mean
0: i know you've got a clock into work at nine minutes and i want to thank you for being an essential worker in these trying times you're a hero and you don't get the appreciation you deserve oh god fuck me <laughs> but if you wouldn't mind could you just give us your ranking of all these movies so that way it makes the
4: cut of the podcast before you have to go to work oh god fucking damn it i don't have that <laughs> um captain marvel was number 23 and number one was captain america the first avenger
0: um anyway you guys can continue bickering about why guardians of the galaxy volume 2 doesn't work
3: i just wanted to hear alden's take of it alden your number one is we're, we're currently deciding whether it's at number one or number two where i originally had it at 19
5: yeah i know guardians 2 is my 16 we're almost in the same boat
3: yeah i just find that interesting that we were so different about those two movies.
4: maybe it's because the leading voices on this channel don't like the mcu that's possible <laughs> uh nick what are some of the
1: flaws of uh captain america the first avenger like why do you think it shouldn't be number one on this list
3: yeah and, and there's there's nothing more escapist than volume two First Avenger just reminds me of the 40s and, and how much I didn't like the 40s. That sucks.
4: Wait, 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 wait. You were in the 40s? We just found an immortal. How much I didn't like the 40s? I'm not a, a subject to talk about that right now, but... This has been fun, you guys, but I gotta run. Let me know if Nick is a time traveler. All right.
0: Love you, Jory.
3: Yeah, I mean, I just I just think Volume 2 is way more fun and easily the most rewatchable of the MCU. I'm going to be honest,
1: Volume 2 is the only MCU movie where I like all three acts. I feel like all three acts, none of them have a bro moment for me.
5: Uh, I would say that about Winter Soldier, but that's gone. Winter Soldier's bro moment for me is kinda
1: in the third act, when like, Black Widow's disguised as one of the S.H.I.E.L.D. panelists. It just gets really convoluted and I just start to not care.
0: All right. So does everyone want to say their, their ranking of 23 movies? Oh, <sighs> shit. Number 23. Oh wait, I'm looking at the wrong list. I almost said Captain Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> number 23, Thor two, dark world, number 22, Avengers Age of Ultron, number 21, Ant-Man and the Wasp, number 20, Captain Marvel, number 19, Captain America 3 Civil War, number 18, Ant-Man, number 17, Incredible Hulk, number 16, Spider-Man Far From Home, number 15, Thor, number 14, Iron Man, number 13, Avengers, number 12, Spider-Man Homecoming, number 11, Thor Ragnarok, Number 10 Black Panther, number 9 Iron Man 3, number 8 Avengers Infinity War, number 7 Iron Man 2, number 6 Doctor Strange, number 5 Avengers Endgame, number 4 Guardians of the Galaxy, number 3 Captain America: The First Avenger, number 2 Captain America: The Winter Soldier, and number 1 Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Uh
5: 23 is Incredible Hulk, 22 is Dark World, 21 is Captain Marvel. 20 is age of Ultron 19 is Thor 18 is infinity war 17 is civil war 16 is guardians 2 16 is guardians 2 15 is far from home 14 is Ragnarok 13 is homecoming 12 is Iron Man 3 11 is Dr. Strange 10 is Ant-Man and the Wasp 9 is Endgame 8 is Avengers the first one uh 7 is Iron Man 2 6 is Guardians, 5 is Ant-Man, and 4 is Black Panther, 3 is Iron Man, 2 is Winter Soldier, and the first one is Captain America, the first Avenger.
1: My number 23 is Captain Marvel, number 22, Incredible Hulk, number 21, Spider-Man Far from Home, number 20, Thor The Dark World, number 19, Captain America Civil War, number 18, Ant-Man The Wasp. Number 17, Avengers Infinity War. Number 16, Thor. Number 15, Avengers Age of Ultron. Number 14, Thor Ragnarok. Number 13, Iron Man 2. Number 12, Black Panther. Number 11, Ant-Man. Number 10, Avengers. Number 9, Iron Man. Number 8, Guardians of the Galaxy. Number 7, Avengers Endgame. Number 6, Captain America The Winter Soldier. Number 5, Doctor Strange. Number four, Spider-Man Homecoming. Number three, Captain America, The First Avenger. Number two, Iron Man 3. Number one, Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 2.
0: I'll read off the group one one last time that we accumulated together. It's number 23, Captain Marvel. Number 22, Thor 2, Dark World. Number 21, Age of Ultron. Number 20, Incredible Hulk. Number 19, Thor. Number 18, Far From Home. Number 17, Civil War. Number 16, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Number 15, Avengers Infinity War. Number 14, Black Panther. Number 13, Thor Ragnarok. Number 12, Spider-Man Homecoming. Number 11, Ant-Man. Number 10, The Avengers. Number 9, Iron Man. Number 8, Iron Man 3. Number 7, Iron Man 2. Number 6, Doctor Strange. Number 5, Avengers Endgame. Number 4, Captain America Winter Soldier. Number 3, Guardians of the Galaxy. Number 2, Captain America First Avenger. And
3: number 1, Guardians of the Galaxy. All right. 23, Thor The Dark World. 22, The Incredible Hulk. 21, Thor. 20, Captain Marvel. 19, Captain America the First Avenger. 18, Avengers Age of Ultron. 17, Captain America the Winter Soldier. 16, Spider-Man Homecoming. 15, Black Panther. 14, Captain America Civil War. 13, Iron Man 3. 12, Ant-Man. 11, Doctor Strange. Ten, The Avengers. Nine, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Eight, Iron Man 2. Seven, Spider-Man Far From Home. Six, Avengers Endgame. Five, Thor Ragnarok. Four, Iron Man. Three, Avengers Infinity War. Two, Guardians of the Galaxy. And one, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2.
1: I think this is the first time more than half the panel agreed on a number one.
0: Yeah, I think so, maybe too. And that's why Nate and Josh are my best buds. Honestly, I didn't I didn't get as much fighting between Nick and Josh as I was anticipating leading up to this list.
3: Josh, you are a piece of garbage. Not about the MCU, just in general. Well, no one's going to disagree with you there. <laughs> Thank you everyone for watching. Thank
0: you Nick for being a part of this. Uh, it was great to have you on we've got to have you on again some other time, maybe to promote that uh that show that you and uh Amen are gonna work on together i'm looking forward to that can't wait to hear the banana boys album tomorrow uh everyone check the description one more time for my boy nick here he was a great guest listen to his music blow
1: up those statistics everyone go like everyone go like nearly hell nick corks. i want him to make memes again
3: maybe i'll start back up maybe
1: <laughs> all right like his facebook
0: meme page too because that's still important to some of you watching <laughs> <laughs> Just in general, thank you everyone for giving us your time.
1: Thank you so much. What a list. Thank
0: you for listening to this week's episode of the Duel of the Takes podcast. Next week's topic of discussion will be a bracket-style challenge, where we will try to determine the best live-action fantasy movie of all time. If you want to check out our YouTube video on today's episode, be sure to subscribe to Nathaniel R. Martin. And as always, if I don't see ya, good
1: afternoon, good evening, and good night.